Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesars Rewards. You must be 21 or older. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network, brought to you by Omaha. Omaha Audio, Cousin Sal, coming to you on a Tuesday morning. Mikey Meatballs, Eddie Spaghetti, Fiddling with the Knobs, Babyface Joel Solomon, producing this disaster of a show. And joining me, as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek, Martin Weiss, Dave Martin. Big, big week. We got Oscars, the the Robertson kind on the hardwood and the and the shiny award type later in the week. This Sunday, 95th Annual Academy Awards. And the host of that particular award show, Jimmy Kimmel, is on this very podcast today. I don't know how, I don't know how it happened. I really uh that baby face Soul Jolliman does our booking and he was able to make it make it happen, Shaq. Very I don't excited. know who Soul Jolliman is, but kudos to him. <laughs> He's done it. He's done it once again. Uh, you know, humble brag, name drop. I don't care how it happened. I'm looking forward to this conversation. <laughs> Soul Jolliman, but I, I mistakenly called him Soul a few weeks ago, and I think it needs to stick. What do, what do you think, Martin? Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially when you see him in person, it really, truly fits him almost better than baby. <laughs> yeah, Soul you're right. He does, yeah, like, yeah, he's he's the guy who's been knocking around the synagogue. He's one of those guys who's like, he's there. He doesn't just go for the high holidays. He's one of those regulars at the set. Saul, yeah, you know Saul. <laughs> Old Solly, yeah, he's always there. Yeah, that fits. Saul Jolliman, yeah. Knocking around the synagogue. I like that for a name of a band. But, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, our prop big bar, culture Big quiz. on the bar mitzvah circuit, yeah. <laughs> Extrapoints.com slash arcade. Go play our Oscar pool. You know, they have the, the we have the regular questions. Best picture, best director. Uh, will the winner of best actress award cry on stage? Check, you didn't ask Bald Brian that yesterday on minus three. But these hmm. are the things people need to know. Will that happen if you uh, score uh, the highest out of anybody, the hundreds participating, you will win a gold cap and an autographed baseball. I got Jimmy Kimmel, the Oscar host, to sign this. I don't know if you could see this ball. There it is. And he says he's like, I sign it like Steve Garvey did. Oscars um, all the years, 17, 18, and 23. <laughs> Like uh, Garvey, I guess, would put that for his MVP years or something. I don't know what the hell. But anyway, there's a sign ball. You've talked now. You've you've had conversations with this Jim Kimmel character. Yes. Do you suppose that deep down knowing him as you do, he's a mixer by by nature, as are Mm -hmm. you. Do you think that he would like deep down to get slapped by somebody? (laughs) Not as a bit. I I mean, I mean, I mean, just like. Somebody doesn't like something and they take it out on Jim Kimmel with a slap across the face. Do you think he deep down that would be cool or good for him? I think it would depend on the slapper because mm-hmm. I think whereas and you're referring, what are you referring to? Like the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing? No. Or is no. this just Oh a, yeah, yeah. That, okay. Yeah. That. <laughs> well, I mean, as crazy as that was, I always feel like Chris Rock got about 70% of the support after that. Whereas if Will Smith slapped Jimmy, I think Jimmy would get zero support. <laughs> so if it, hmm. it really kind of depends on who slaps him, if it's Dame Judi Dench, I'm like, oh, I think he would love that. 
right? That'd be kind of funny, but Ooh, maybe uh, he could do know. a list of the five attendees, presumed attendees who he would most want to be slapped by. That's a good. Li- okay. That's okay. a good question. Let's ask him okay. uh, who we would like to be slapped by. Yeah. I also want to ask him just about like, you know, like there's some wacky events have taken place at these Oscars. <laughs> this is supposed to be like a, a real glamour show, right? Like, and, and we have like the wrong awards given out. We have the slap as mentioned, like he's got to be prepared it's nice to write the monologue and write all these bits and everything. You got to be prepared for the the unusual, right, Martin? This has become like a a, 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 a tune in event, I think. I mean, between everything at the Oscars and then the only other award show I watched recently, Jared Carmichael at the Golden Globes. He's, mm-hmm. If he's not going viral, he's not doing anything at all. Like you know, I mean, right. I know Jimmy Kimmel knows what he's doing behind the camera. I mean, in front of a camera, but. You know, he needs to be prepared to, uh, to for America to be talking about him on Monday. It's very strange. I do have a list of events that um, if they were to come up, I want to know how he would react. But yes. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I think ratings wise, check the answer is yes. He needs we need something to shake this. I think they added like eight categories. So it's going to be as long as it's Ugh. it's ever been. So I know they took him out a few years ago and then they added them back in. But anyway, Jimmy Kimmel is going to be on with us in a, a few minutes. Jonathan Azaro, he won't be on with us, but he did win our prop quiz last week. Good job by him. Seven right out of 10. He gets a gold cap. Now let's talk NFL. Uh, I know there's so much basketball and uh, everything else going on, but really there's no shortage of news check. I really thought like, oh boy, oh, football's Never. over, but it, right. But Monday comes like, oh, boy, wow. I try to put this outline together and there's um, 17 things to go over. Let's hit football first. Let me just Derek say, Carr. Sal, just so yes. you know, going forward is extra point rises and rises over the years and decades going oh, yeah. forward. Keep in mind, it's been boiled down to like there's like four days somewhere in late July that have no news in sports. Otherwise, you should assume it's like 361, maybe not 365, but 361. There's always something going on in sports. That's why it's so much fun. What do people who don't have sports do with their time? That's the real uh, question. And those are the know. people to pity. And that's uh babyface soul Jolliman is that person right there. Maybe we ask him. <laughs> babyface, what do you do? I mean, you just sell t-shirts, right? Well, that June and July big uh, on the bar mitzvah circuit. That's I'm really just <laughs> okay. going around to the schools. There so, you go. Yeah. Speaking of uh Orthodox Jew, Derek Carr is now a New Orleans <laughs> Saint. I think this was um I think this, well, I don't want to say it was predicted, but it was sort of baked into the line. We went over this a couple of weeks ago and the Saints were the NFC South favorite. Now, none of these teams had a, a quarterback, right? Like uh, we with, with a starting quarterback. It was, he now has to go up against Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral, and who am I missing? I mean, I know this will change. Uh, 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 Trask, right? Kyle Trask. Those yep. are the other NFC South quarterbacks. The Saints are a plus one forty favorite. Martin Panthers plus two forty. I know Sheck likes them. Just he's gonna he's gonna bet blind on the Panthers plus two forty. Atlanta plus four twenty five. Tampa plus four fifty. But this is a nice relaxing spot for Derek Carr, who had to uh, compete with Patrick Mahomes for several years in the one of the toughest, if not the toughest, division. I mean, sure. It's a great relaxing spot for Derek Carr. I'm less concerned <laughs> about how Derek Carr feels at the moment and more concerned about how Martin Weiss feels at the moment. You're upset oh. about this? I'm wow. not happy about it. Not one damn bit. Why? What did you think was going to happen? What would be a better option well, just, for you next season at minimum? I just don't worry about the long term. Next season, what was a better option for the New Orleans Saints than Derek Carr? That's pretty good. Especially for, for next the money. season. I'd rather have the guy who won two of the last three MVPs, Aaron Rodgers, or a guy who was a unanimous MVP and Lamar Jackson, both of whom seem to be eminently available. 
I don't know. It, those weren't going to happen, Dave. though. Those weren't going to happen. Like, you know what, then? I'll t- I'd rather have none of them. If I go to the party, this is like leaving a party at 1145 with the first one that talks to you. You stay the whole wow. time, and if nobody's ready to go at one forty-five, you know what you do? You go home and you try again next weekend. No, I mean, wow. I mean, this is. I mean, he got cut or got benched rather because they didn't want to guarantee forty million to him, so he just got an extra seventy damn near guaranteed by the Saints, by the team that drafted him and had him for twelve years. Didn't want our ten years, however long. Didn't want to pay him forty million dollars. So you know what? Come on down to New Orleans. It'll be a charity case. And no one was trading for that contract. So, like, who are they bidding against? I want to know, first of all, has this happened, this 1145 thing where someone has talked to you and brought you home because you were the first person that approached them? <laughs> or are you on the other side of this equation? I'm not sure. No, I've, I can't I've ran all sides of the game, so. Well, I, you know, I thought uh, for the most part, Saints fans would be happy for this. I mean, you're the favorite to win the South. Like, uh, first of all, great move for Derek Carr, right? Check. Like we said, it goes from the AFC West to the NFC South. And people are like, oh, I would have liked to have seen him get, go to the Jets. Like, yeah, then you have to deal with those vultures in the media over there. So this is as good, good a landing spot, I think, as possible for him. Yeah, I think it's dynamite, as a matter of fact. I thought Carolina, that was my prediction. It's funny, we're at a weird place. I predicted whatever it was six weeks ago where all the big-name QBs were going to land. I missed on Derek Carr, I although the division is Dave. right. Well, the division <laughs> I was right about, and as you say, Sal, I think the takeaway right now is that the Saints are the prohibitive favorite. I'm surprised. I think you need to jump on them right now if you... Uh, you know, unless you can conjure a path that gets Aaron Rodgers to Carolina, um, mm. you know, I think Jimmy G maybe lands in in Tampa. I think that's a reasonable spot for him. But I still think Derek Carr and the Saints are a pretty big favorite to my eye to win that division yeah. next year. And it's pretty juicy to bet on them to do it. Don't you jump on that right now? Or am I being overly optimistic, Sal? I don't Caesars know. Caesars is plus uh, the plus 140 on Caesars. I thought you were going to go Panthers. I thought you were going to bet blind, not see your cards. I, I, I don't like to do that. I thought that's what you're going to do. Like, all right, maybe they uh, get lucky in the draft or, or they get Aaron Rodgers or something like that. And I was going to, I can't do that. I have to see. I have to see a menu before I walk into a joint. I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to bet on uh, uh, the other three teams, honestly. Well, which one? (laughs) All three of them. I do. I do have my (laughs) doubts about Dennis Allen. We we have yet to see him do anything as a head coach that Mm -hmm. warrants us picking them. So maybe we do need to slow our roll a little bit. You're right about that. Last year, Sal. I was like, the Saints should win the division. They just have questions at the two biggest spots: head coach and quarterback. No, right. they should. They should. But you know what? They got a guy with the total of me and him at the same amount of playoff wins at quarterback. And me, him, and his head coach had the same amount of regular season wins combined. Everybody's talking about this reunion. Like, it went so well. Mm. You know, it's like, it would be like talking about if uh, the Kardashian and Chris Humphreys got back together since the first time they I got along. I still think it's going to happen. It, uh, it would actually work so yeah. great. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Which coach would you rather have in that division? Certainly not a quarterback at this point, but Frank Reich, I guess, maybe if you had a, I mean, yes. I don't know that, that that's, that's pretty slim pickings too. I think the coaching in the NFC. Oh, South. I, uh, I see. I, that's why I was sure it was going to be Carolina because of Frank Reich. We, we knew right. a year ago that Reich and Ballard were interested in Derek Carr. So it stood to, yeah. it stood the reason that that would be appealing to Derek and to, 
to Frank Reich to make that happen. It's always about the relationships, though. These things almost never happen just blindly. Dennis Allen, Derek Carr together with the Raiders, and and that's Mm -hmm. why the relationship now brings him down there. Yeah, I'm at... What I, I'm surprised that I, I guess it's March and we're talking about uh, the NFC South. I don't know how excited we can get in any direction <laughs> here. But um, but that said, I, I, I am surprised by a Saints fan being kind of like, meh, I don't know. I this, this seems like it puts you way ahead of the game, but with the rest of the division. Yeah. Well, Martin, um, I, well, the one thing maybe in your defense is Derek Carr had better pieces around him last year and um, he had the league short. leading in the, rushing. He had yeah. Devonte Adams who was fresh off of getting Aaron Rodgers back-to-back Super Bowls. And they couldn't, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's talking about how they blow 17 point leads in the second half, but go look at the final scores of that game. Those games. It's not like the Raiders were losing 42 to 41. Like if you're putting up 24 points in the NFL consistently, you probably, you need to hit that 30 mark and you're probably going to lose. You'd probably need to hit that 30 mark, especially if you got the league leader in rushing and Devontae Adams. Yeah, I'm with you uh, on that. And you know what, per uh, usual, per usual, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because I do think the Falcons are going to get Lamar Jackson and then they will be the prohibitive favorite to win the division. How is the first domino to fall? Derek Carr. Like, you got the consolation prize first before before everybody else got first and second place. Well, Shaq, if you actually think Atlanta's going to get... Lamar Jackson and plus 425 is the way to go, but they'll have to, it, it seems like they're going to have to override that con, uh, that franchise tag that the Ravens are, I don't know, almost certainly going to put on him at this point. Right. Oh, God I, forbid two first round picks trade a first round pick for CJ Gardner Johnson last year. I we, we, anyway. we as a society, as a sports Martin's society, very, upset, very angry. I know, today. but <laughs> we as a sports society for real need to get over our obsession with draft picks versus actual people who've already done stuff good in the sport right. that they're playing. I, I mean, of course, yes. If you think Lamar Jackson, and by the way, the Falcons are held to a different standard than teams that are, you know, perennial contenders to make a run at the Super Bowl. The Falcons are in a different spot. They need something good to happen down there. That It's embarrassing every Sunday when they cut away into one of the best stadiums in the NFL and it's got like uh, 37 people in the stands. If you put Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. there, it's a PR win no matter what. And by the way, it would equal 10 wins in that bum division. Of course, I give away whatever the Ravens want, Falcons. It'll make you relevant at least for one season, maybe more. All right. Um, now, listen to this. Geno Smith. I mean, if we announced this last year at this time, we would have thought, oh, I'm never listening to this podcast again. These guys are full of crap. Geno Smith signs a three-year deal worth upwards of $100 million with the Seahawks. Uh, goes in there, gets the job done. And it makes me think, like, I don't know. That I'm, you know, If the answer is no, then fine. But I'm, I'm going to ask you guys, is there a potential Geno Smith, a journeyman, starting for a bad team, really bad team predicted going into the season out there in 2023. So here's the criteria. He's the starting quarterback of a team. I think Seattle was like a bottom three team in terms of overall under uh, win projections last year. So is there a guy out there that could be the Geno Smith for 2023, Martin? I mean, Geno Smith thrown for 30 touchdowns last year. Derek Carr did that once in his career. Now, um, I think if it's anybody, it'll be Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, if for no other reason that the guys who, if you go get Jimmy G, you got to know you got to have a solid run game. 
And like, I mean, you've seen the blueprint for his success, so I could see mm-hmm. it happening again. But like, uh, so I don't think that I don't think he qualifies though, Jimmy G. I know I think he's too good, Jimmy G. If we talked about it today, him getting a three-year, hundred million dollar contract, we'd be like, all right, uh, okay, so he had a good year and he led a team there. Is there anyone comparable to, I, I, I might say like Marcus Mariota, who's not even on a team now, but if he ends up with one of the bottom three teams and takes them to the playoffs, I think someone like that, Shaq. But otherwise, I'd have no idea who else sure. could uh, match this. I, I, there, there, you, you got real close when you said mm-hmm. Mariota, the guy who went one pick ahead of him, Jameis Winston, Sal. That's the answer. Jameis Winston. We still have, in, a, in the NFL, where mm-hmm. everything it feels like outside of what the hell Aaron Rodgers was doing in that dark place. Even that we've gotten some uh, too many details on what happened there. Somehow the mystery of what the saints were doing or weren't doing with Jameis Winston has yet to be uncovered. I still think that that guy is a pedigree snob. I still think that guy has a chance of making it. I think the Geno mm-hmm. story though, is to be celebrated. We always, we obsess over, the timeline. If you draft a rookie in the first round, he better play in his rookie season or it feels borderline um, like a failure. But right. Jim Plunkett to Alex Smith, and now we have uh, Geno Smith, right? That's that's the three quarters of the Mount Rushmore of QBs who were supposed to be good, who weren't good for at least the first like seven or 10 years of their career. And now they finally arrived. I think Jameis Winston yeah. might be the next guy. But even he, he was he too was. good, I think. In New like, he was, he was... And then New Orleans go ahead and signed uh, Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton Jr. and Derek Carr. That's a, that's I, I a bad comp. The, the Derek Carr is a much bigger arm than Andy Dalton, at least. I, I, I just uh, I, first of all, I don't think we know. What, I think Jameis would have made some noise if he was um, held back against his will. I just don't think he was ready to go. Right? I, I, we would have heard more about it. It is it is a mystery that it was an underreported story why he was um, not able to go uh, week after week with the Saints putting out a subpar or average quarterback. Um, he said uh, he did make week. he did make remarks like I'm not sure of it. It's something like yeah, it really it really yeah. broke my heart that uh, that I didn't get a shot. Something to that effect. Yeah, but but if, even he is too good, Shaq. Like he was some years up for MVP discussion, right? Like this Geno Smith, I think is an anomaly. No, but it would you have somebody. Have be, Sal, yeah. it would have to be one of the Jets quarterbacks that replaced him, Zach Wilson. Like if Zach, it would have to be Zach Wilson, like Mitchell Trubisky. I was just going to yeah. say Mitch Trubisky might be a good answer for Trubisky this. Trubisky, maybe. Trubisky, maybe. Everyone's given up on. Somebody that everyone's given up on. Not Carson really. Wentz. It's not going to be Carson Wentz, I don't nah, think. No, because he has some, even he was up for MVP at some point. You know what I mean? Like, who who do you think, babyface? Oh, I mean, besides Mason Rudolph, uh, <laughs> I would I would love for Baker Mayfield to get a chance somewhere. I just don't yeah. think it, it fits. That's a good one. But I, w- I would love it if, if if he finally found the right offense. I just don't know if he can do it for a full season, a few games maybe. But is by it the way, answer- Mason Rudolph? Mason Rudolph is kind of the, a, a similar comp, I think, in this. But you know, I don't know if there's a spot for him. But don't you yeah. think that it, it's the cheat code to this is Kyle Shanahan? After you see what he did with Brock Purdy, you know, the, is there any sure. QB who you would cite that wouldn't have a shot at being good in that offense after no, what yeah. we've seen? If you, but I said a few weeks ago. Ryan Tannehill, if they purge him, which I don't know if they're going to be able to because of the contract uh, Mm -hmm. down in Tennessee, but if they did, if you put him into that offense, wouldn't that be 
Obviously yeah. a big upgrade from Brock Purdy. Wouldn't you expect as a Niners fan for the team to be even better this year than it was last year if you put Ryan Tannehill in there over Brock Purdy? I say it's yes. It's tough to, to say upgrade. Baker Mayfield? Uh, Baker Mayfield? Yeah. Why would that not work if you put him into Kyle Shanahan's offense? Well, I think all these work. I'm not sure if they're upgrades from Brock Purdy. He had pretty good numbers, you know, uh, going forward. Maybe you trust these guys a little more because they have some years behind them. Spaghetti, what do you have? You have an offering here? I was just putting in some names in the chat of guys who I could see make sense from a standpoint of maybe getting the opportunity and playing well, like Tyrod Taylor, Jacoby Brissett, Teddy B, yes. Minshew, Cooper Rush. Yes. Like those are guys that have the ability to actually get a contract if they play well. And you would never think they would get it. Like right now, if you said give any of those guys three years, a hundred million dollars, you say you're crazy. You're flushing money away. But yeah, that that those are the type of guys that Geno Smith um just went in there. It's really remarkable what he did. Also remarkable. Uh, Anthony Richardson, best vertical uh, ever. Uh, he really impressed everybody at the combine. Um, it's a shame he's not. Uh, they're showing all the wrong highlights. What is he? He's like a 54 percent completion, right, with Florida. But uh, boy, they love him, and he's moved up, and he could be could be a top seven pick, Shaq, or maybe even I don't, who knows what, what, what you know. I mean, everybody loves this guy. He could be top three or four. It could be the second quarterback off the board, right? It doesn't make sense. I understand why you push back, and you're a cynic to the full QB saturation theory or reality, as I say. There are more than 32 human beings capable of playing halfway decently in the NFL I guess at so. quarterback. Geno Smith's getting 100 million dollars. I guess you're right. Well, yeah. listen. The problem is, is that some of them are on the same team, and some of them the contracts don't work. But the fact remains that there are at least 32 human beings who are capable of being better than what existed in the NFL at QB a decade ago and certainly well past that. But the jive that, once again, people bought for the preceding six months was like, I don't know if any of these quarterbacks, I don't know if any of these guys are really worthy of a top 10 pick or maybe Bryce Young and all of that kind of stuff. Spoiler alert, almost every year. Last year was the anomaly when Kenny Pickett was the only guy to go in the first round and then a bunch of apparent bums behind him but back to form there are going to be four quarterbacks at least going All in the right. first round probably in the top 10 even and anthony richardson people are going to roll the dice because of josh allen and then before that cam newton although i hate the anthony richardson cam newton comp given the success that cam had at auburn sec school versus anthony richardson and lack of success at SEC right. school florida i so i'm resentful of that as a cam truther but um yeah anthony richardson's gonna be a pick and people are gonna i think he's i think what he's a, an interesting play for is one of those teams who's willing to do what the chiefs did with patrick mahomes can you reasonably say we're gonna sit this guy for at least half of his rookie season and have a halfway decent option and as it happens baker mayfield and ryan Tannehill and guys like that are right there to fill the bill for the first half of the season but yeah, he's well, all, I mean, yeah, he's great. He's he's a he could specimen. end up on a a team like the Panthers or someone like that where he probably would have to play before a halfway point in the season. But Mar, what do we think of best vertical anyway as a metric for these guys? Because I mentioned on against all odds, ironically, the guys who jump the high jumpers are the ones you only want to see that in a, a touchdown celebration, right? Which is ironic because you're going to go to one of these crappy teams if you're an Anthony Richardson and you're not going to be able to utilize that in celebratory fashion, I don't think. Because otherwise, I don't know, how many how many defenders are you leapfrogging in a game? Is it, is it uh, a, a metric that should go away? If it's more than two in a play, you're probably in bad shape in the, like on, when you're coming yeah. down if you're trying to hurt yeah. more than two in a play. Um, right. I think you want to see it in like, 
My first thought, you said touchdown celebrations, but also on the outside too, because Justin Jefferson, I am, I don't know what his vertical is, but it's got to be pretty impressive for him to be able to get up and make that catch against Buffalo. Um, yeah, I guess just for a quarterback, I'm thinking. It's yeah, like, no, in it's terms of quarterbacks, though, I probably want my quarterback to sit still, at least unless yeah. he's celebrating a touchdown or it's the playoffs and he's got to jump over a guy. But yeah, I would think squatting down would be more practical. Like who could avoid a rush by squatting down as much as they can without actually having a knee or an elbow or or their ass touch the ground. But um, yeah, you I know just, we should take Anthony Richardson though. Yeah, the Saints. Detroit, uh, oh. Not well. That would have been lovely. <laughs> I would have much rather that. But the Detroit still Lions at six. You got a quarterback right now, and Jared Goff. Perfect. Like you want to sit. You want to sit your starting quarterback for six, for eight weeks. That's the perfect yeah. place to do it. Not bad. Not or the bad. Seahawks, That's fun to right? Think about. The um, yeah. yeah, the cow. Listen, the combine, which it should be called, you know, annual reminder. It's the combine. Mm-hmm. It is a combine is a gathering of people for one purpose. A combine is farming equipment that separates the wheat from the chaff. So, okay, right. one, two. It is the perennial humble brag for sports media members to go to the cow. It has no. It has very little value. Ask scouts, ask personnel people. They will tell you like, yeah, we're going off of the college tape. They just, it's like an extra layer of validation. Like, I guess you could get knocked off a guy if he's way slower. I think Jordan Addison is a, for instance, coming out of SC, the pit transfer. I think he may be dinged his value by not, by running a four five-ish as a wide yeah, receiver. In the 20s now, they're saying. You can hurt yeah. yourself. I don't, I mean, do people real? Like Anthony Richardson now is going to get drafted, but he wasn't going to get drafted in the same slot before the combined. Come on. I, I, I think well, that's to, to your point, to your point about actually going to the event. Yes. Fewer and fewer coaches are going to the event. They've all, uh, not, I don't, they all, but a, a lot of the reasoning is that this is time better spent with my staff, especially if it's a new staff getting to know them uh, than going out and, uh, and drinking be, with these old versus college being buddies. You know? By those aforementioned sports media members in the same bar and throwing on a good drunk. Cause I've watched right. a lot of, I've watched some high profile guys throw on real good drunks in the bar at, at the combined. Oh, and that's what it give is. Us a couple. Bill give Belichick. Us a couple. Bill Belichick. Whoa. Budweiser wow. long necks. He and his son. Mm-hmm. You know who else? Well, I don't even want to say. It's one of your friends who was there sitting at the table with them for like for like three hours. I one was, of my friends, Tony yeah, Rachel Bonetta. Sure. Rachel Bonetta. No, who? Bonetta. <laughs> was uh, Mike Lombardi? Oh wow! Oh yeah. Uh, Lombardi likes to have fun. I would like to see Lombardi. I would like to see Belichick uh, have their vertical tested after putting on a drunk. That's that's what mm-hmm. anybody should see, right? Put I that love on it. the I love TV. It. But to uh, real quick to Martin's point about Justin Jefferson making, you know, these catches uh, going uh, six, seven feet in the air and making a catch. I'd rather see. And I thought I almost I've saw more one handed catches at this combine uh, than ever before to a point where I thought it might have been a separate event that I missed. I'm like, oh, it was one handed. catch, And by the way, I wouldn't mind it because I think it has more value than a quarterback testing his vertical. Martin, did you notice that with one handed catches? I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing it. Hey, I saw this mountain of a man, Darnell Washington, making one-handed mm-hmm. catches. But I was thinking, dang, 
I hope these aren't quarterbacks. Like, <laughs> who are these guys throwing? Because uh, right. I saw Anthony Richardson miss an out route or two. So the one-handed catch may not be the best reflection of what's going on, depending on who the quarterback is. But Darnell Washington, if I had to guess somebody outside of Anthony Richardson who is impressing with his man size everywhere and ability, yeah. it'd be him. And he's moving That's the sled the like a... It's just like like he's flicking it where it seems like other people. It's just a, such a, a struggle. All right. Meanwhile, we have all. I mean, what do we have? Like, it's like still um, 55 days before this draft we talk about. I guess this is where the way it is. You just have the combine and then the draft is not. Did you feel did you feel months, sad? But. You said uh, Marty said the, the guys who were throwing it, he doesn't know who was throwing it was Carson Strong, the guy who a year ago was was some people were floating as a first round pick um, in some circles and Kurt Benkert, the backup from the Packers and a bunch of other places. Do you feel bad for mm-hmm. those guys that that's what they're doing? They're uh, they're they're scrimmage filling guys. No, I don't think anybody would have even known it was them unless you said it just now. Huh? Now, <laughs> now I, I feel bad. Now, now I don't know. <laughs> yeah, was, I did feel a vague a tinge of, uh, of pity for those guys. That's what they're doing with themselves now. But all right, listen, let's do because we have Jimmy Kimmel coming up in just a few minutes. Let's. Uh, I'm trying to. We can't go over NCAA in the in the few minutes time. We can't go over our NBA stuff. Um, I guess uh, let's do our play of the day. Oh, this is a see. I'm, I'm like a jigsaw puzzle. I'm putting it together. Yesterday, I pushed with BYU plus seven against St. Mary's in the semifinals there. Uh, and Martin, you know, when you're catching seven points and you're down mm-hmm. three with 30 seconds left, how do you feel about your bet when you're getting seven down three with 30 seconds left? Because at that point for me, all I'm hoping for is a push, even though, it would seem the odds are in my favor. I got four points to play with, right? I'm thinking uh, psychologically I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, boy, I hope I don't lose by nine or ten. Uh, yeah, I'm absolutely. I'm in the fetal position on my couch. Just please, okay. please don't let yeah. it. I don't, I don't feel good. At, I'm not one of those people who feel good about anything until it's over. Yeah, it's not even a bad beat anymore when you have a four-point margin that's uh, squandered in 30 seconds, especially in that uh, scenario I just laid out. But anyway, St. Mary's did win that game by seven. I pushed. They play Gonzaga now in the championship of that WCC. Zags have won 22 of 23 regular season conference titles, 18 of the last 23 WCC tournaments. Drew Timmy says there's a respected hatred between these two squads. I like that. Um, and a lot of people think it's time for little brother St. Mary's to step up. They already beat them this year. I think they split. I'm going Gonzaga minus two and a half, despite the fact that they're terrible against the spread neutral site games. It's going to be a shootout. They push the pace. They average 88 points. They're going to win 92-84 and enter Sheck. They're going to enter the tournament as an undervalued and underappreciated two seed. I think Texas or Baylor drops from that two line with an early exit in the Big 12 tournament. Give me the Zags minus two and a half uh, tonight. Check, what do you got? I like that pick very much, by the way. And uh, St. Mary's and the Zags, to your point, we had Tate Frazier on. I know he's going to be on right. against all odds next week for his annual preview with you and the fellas. We we uh, jumped in, in front of the line there and just got some conference um, tournament picks from him, and he projected ahead. The teams that could reasonably, even if it's a 1% chance, win the whole mm-hmm. thing 
He said both Gonzaga and St. Mary's, which surprised me. He gives them a 1% chance St. Mary's. I can never think of the kid's name, the best kid on St. Mary's, but he's nice and he's a fun watch there. So check that game out one way or the other, but I do like your Zags pick. I'm going to go with... You no big surprise. I'm going to go with hockey, and no big surprise. I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Penguins here. Oh come on! Well, enough of this already. Listen, every game matters right now. Now more than ever, Sal, as uh, (laughs) as spaghetti and meatballs can tell you. I'm going to go with this. This feels like a maybe a little bit of a trap game, but the the Penguins aren't in a position to overlook anybody. So gigantic favorite today, right? Columbus blue jackets are a bum team, but they've kind of taken a run at some decent teams of late. However, I'm going to go with the pens back Mm -hmm. on home ice money line under six and a half based on the way coach Sullivan wants the penguins to get going here as the Mm -hmm. playoffs approach. And I'm going to sprinkle in Ricard Raquel for a goal. It all adds up to a juicy plus five ninety three way parlay on the bank wow. of the three rivers. All right. That's a good one. Spaghetti. Are you rooting for the penguins to make it or not make it? I'm trying to think what's funny. Boy, we had a lot of fun when you, they went up against the Rangers every single day was uh, I drama had zero and, fun. Was, that. Zero. Fun. <laughs> I, maybe I just had fun. Maybe you guys didn't, but which, which way are we rooting? I mean, let me I, get, let me get, oh, I, I hope they're in there and I hope the rags <laughs> get them in the first round so that they can sweep a series and uh, have a nice well, rest before round I, two. Right. Spaghetti. I don't think there's a path for the Rangers to play the Penguins, but uh, I just want to be <laughs> I want to be right about my my uh, take in the offseason. Also, Sal, if your yeah. bet to come true, because I know you yes. struggle with some of your bets, so I want you to win that one. But I said Thank all you. along, not me. This is not me being anti-Penguin. This is me just being a sports fan and just seeing what their roster has. It does not make sense for them to make the push for the playoffs. This is a team in the offseason. I said they should not have kept Malkin. They should not have kept Latang. They should have rebuilt, and they didn't. And I hope they miss the playoffs, and they're gonna you know they'll suffer the consequences. Interesting. So if they don't, <laughs> I, well, I do too, because I I'm sitting on a three to one uh, bet that they don't make the playoffs. I'm not seeing playoff odds for hockey. You see this for basketball, but check. Why are you laughing? I mean, that's, that's a, a, a legitimate take. I think I don't, well, I will say, I, I know no one cares about the puck, but I will say, I, it, it is a misread if you say that the mistake was re-signing Malkin and Latang. They got them under market value. The the mistake was the inability, the complete failure to flesh out the supporting pieces, the third line and beyond. That's where uh, GM Ron Hextall screwed the, these Penguins up. It's not by bringing back the the mainstay guys. But Chet, you love all your team. You love, you yes. love that your team. You, they can't do any wrong in your eyes. The Are Steelers, the Penguins, uh, the, say the that. Pirates. The, the Pirates lose a they lose a doubleheader. You're going to take them out for ice cream. You did. You just like oh, it's delightful <laughs> what hard. goes on. But if I were to tell you uh, before the season that March seventh, the the Pens and the Kraken have the same odds to win the Stanley Cup, you would not be happy. No, it's not like I'd the be Kraken sad. are having a great year. Okay. I'd be that, that's absolutely right. All I can do is unbuckle my belt. All I can do is unbuckle yeah. my belt, unzip my fly, and lower my pants and let you see the honest truth. That's all I can give you, Sal. That's I mean, you wow. can't ask for more than that. I'm standing here. Nude. For that. I am standing nude before you. I honestly can tell you my expectation of a Stanley Cup for the Penguins. I, I feel like that would be asking too much. The sports I gods know. too much. I hate I want this. Them to make I, the, I want them to make the playoffs. Yes. And you know what? I, I don't care if it's saccharin or, or whatever. It, this streak, the Penguins have made the playoffs 17 straight years. I know it's not the Stanley Cup, but I also don't think they're going to win the Stanley Cup. I think if they get it, if that thing goes on, when you get five years, 
20 years away from it, you'll say, man, that was unbelievable that the Penguins I never missed this. the play. I hate this. And they I got friends cups. like you, they, they you and Simmons, who... Yeah, it's all gravy now for the rest of your lives. We, me, I'm struggling. Martin's struggling. Spaghetti's struggling. We want to see one championship for one freaking team we root for. It's very, very, very sad. Keep your clothes on, Sheck, because uh, Martin's going to give his pick here. Yeah, well, keep your clothes on because uh, the way I've been betting, it'll take the shirt right off of your back. So good <laughs> you luck got a video today, right? Yeah, and I'm going. I'm going. Uh, like, what is it? Rock meet hard place. If this doesn't hit then this I'm literally going to fade myself entirely. I'm taking the Knicks mm. in the first half uh, against the spread. It's like five and a half, six right now. They're 44 and 20 against spread in the first half. Mm-hmm. Then at home, 24 and eight and two against spread. In the last 10, they're seven and three. So I don't even know if I can mush this play. So we'll see. If, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yes, you the can. Knicks in the don't first s- half against the spread. That's my wife's advice. Don't set your, sell yourself short there. You can mush it. You could do this, Martin. You can. By the way, we're bringing back Race to 10 tonight. Me and the Degenerate Trifecta. We're going to do it on Twitter. We have 76ers T-Wolves. We're going Minnesota minus 115 to score 10 points first. The reasoning is Philly's off a of back-to-back. Embiid had 42 yesterday, hoping he doesn't play. A lot of times he doesn't play these back-to-backs. But either way, maybe they're tired. Maybe they're slow out of the gate. Minnesota minus 115 uh Join us today. I think that's a seven thirty Eastern time as we wait for Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, he is. He's here. Okay. Let's take a quick break and then we'll be back. He's hosting the Oscars. The thing about Caesar Sportsbook, it's not just an app. It's your key to a whole empire. Hotels, casinos, restaurants, shows, Caesar's Palace. I'm sure you've heard of it. Every bet you place with Caesar Sportsbook brings you closer to perks only Caesars can offer. Hotel stays at iconic destinations, app bonuses, merch, show tickets, and many more Caesars rewards perks. So get started today. Register using code OmahaFull and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, Congrats. If you don't, you'll get your stake back as a bet credit. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. All right, we're back. You know, next to Hugh Jackman, I've seen this next man naked more than any other Oscar host. He's doing it again this Sunday, presiding over the 95th Academy Awards. My cousin and yours, Jimbo Kimball. Jimmy, what's happening? What's happening, guys? Um, I do want to point out I have a cold. I'm wearing a breathe right strip on my nose like an athlete. (laughs) (laughs) What happened to those, by the way? That that ended, right? Everyone's like, okay, yeah. Yeah. I think um, we're talking about you should wear that on the Oscars. You were talking about the Breathe Right people, how much they would pay you. But if you could also write on it, like um, Roselle right. sucks. What did Jim McMahon put on his that was headband it. there? I'd write that he was hate, sucks. I'd write he hate me on it, you know? Bring that back. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I was also that thinking great. The, the Breathe Right people need to get together with the Biori people. Do you remember those Biori strips? You put oh, it yeah, on your nose right. and then all the little... 
like little, little white snakes would come out for me to pull, pull all the, you know, the pimples. Do you ever hear whiteheads? Yeah. yeah, right, right, right. It's, oh, man, you could you could get all this done. I what know. would you think? What, what would they you know, uh, of course, you have to wear a tuxedo and you may even have to change during the event. But how much influence do they have on you with with your like attire? Could you wear like overalls and those big red hmm. uh, stupid boots that everybody's walking around with now? I suppose I could wear whatever I wanted. They don't. I don't think they even pay for the clothes. So right. Um, I think I'm totally. Yeah, I could. I'm totally on my own. I really. I could probably cover myself in advertising like a NASCAR driver. Yeah. Do you they tell you? Are you years. are you allowed to? Dave, please use your real voice with me, not the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> they tell you. Do they tell you like, hey, listen, it wouldn't be cool if you indicate that you like one movie. Uh, did, did they like sort of get in your ear? Like, what if you after no. are like, really that one, huh? I'm surprised by that. That's not what I thought was going to happen or what I wish would have happened. I'll tell you right now, I have about 15 pages of jokes. No one at the Academy has seen a single one of them. Really? Or asked for it. Wow. wow. I'm kind of surprised by that. I well, think they're, part they're of the ask, deal, they're asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> it is a little weird, right? But I think part of the deal is when you have rotating hosts, it's like, it's not like an employment situation. It's kind of like, right. all right, we picked you to do it. And so you'll do it how you want to do it. And we won't pay you. Yeah. Wow. I was it's reading true. in the Hollywood Reporter and it said that you were the safe choice. Like, you know, in rotating hoists, uh, rotating <laughs> that hosts in that matter. It said you were the safe choice. I was wondering how you feel about that. I think you know? it's weird to be the safe choice suddenly because I definitely wasn't seen as the safe choice the first time I hosted the show or the right. first time I hosted the Emmys. I was seen as the dangerous choice. But I think they mean safe. I, I think they mean safe in, in that they know I'll be able to do it. That, uh, you know, listen, yeah. I think now everybody's prepared for a fiasco of some kind, and I'm very fiasco friendly. I have to say, uh, let me just say very quickly. It would be I funny, have, though, really, but if the safe host gave everyone COVID, that would be great. That would be, uh, <laughs> but uh, go ahead, check. I just, I, because I have to hail Kimmel for the, the two things I think are best about Jimmy. One, every Thanksgiving, he has a big feast for the for the staff. He prepares the meal himself. But mm -hmm. his ingenious uh, angle on it is why turkey and mashed potatoes when you're going to eat that with your family on Thanksgiving? Instead, you go surf and turf. I think it's a uh, it's a lovely thing you <laughs> Thank do, you, Dave. but also very thoughtful. Two, the safe pick. The thing I always say is there is no human being I can imagine who would have been better off standing out there with Warren Beatty when they screwed up the best picture thing than you. Everybody's like, oh my god, what would you do? And I said. There's no one happier in that spot than Jimmy is. Right? Yeah, I was he's, he's in heaven with that spot. <laughs> I, really was. I, I was, knew you were. I was floating on air. I didn't know what was going on, but I just knew that I was enjoying whatever that that feeling of being live on the air when all hell is breaking loose and there's a lot of confusion. And I told the story before, obviously, but I didn't know if Warren had. I, I think I yelled at Warren, "What did you do, Warren?" The best yeah. line. <laughs> <laughs> yelling at Warren Beatty, but uh, it turned out to not be Warren's fault. And Warren turned out to be the smartest guy in the room, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it's funny. I really haven't looked back and watched that ever. And uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I never like to watch myself, but I will say that that was one of the highlights that. And there was another time. I don't know if you guys remember this. I think you were both backstage, Sal and Dave, uh, yeah. when this happened, 
uh, I was hosting the American Music Awards and Corolla was uh, one of the writers. He was helping me with it. We all had to wear suits, right? So mm-hmm. uh, Missy Elliott, I believe, was very late. She like missed her whole like yeah you know her she was supposed to present she was late and Dick Clark comes running backstage and he grabs Adam and he goes Missy Elliott is late you got to run out you got to get out there and fill and Adam goes um yeah I mean yeah I could do that but don't you think since Jimmy's the host maybe he should and Dick Clark without missing a beat wheels around grabs me and goes Missy Elliott is late you got to get out there and, <laughs> and fill. <laughs> And then I went out and I had, I don't know how much time I had to just stand there where there was nothing prepared. And uh, I just kind of started talking. And I do remember, I don't have, have any idea what I said, but I remember enjoying it very, very much. Well, listen, I, this gets me to something I, I'm very interested in because, you know, you focus on the monologue and comedy bits. Uh, I, I know you drive yourself nuts, both pre-taped and live. And uh, but I worry you're not prepared. Uh, you can handle it. But I wonder if we floated some ideas, scenarios by you yeah. for the unexpected, like Great. you said, like the moonlight, La La Land controversy, uh, the slap. Nutty things happen at what's supposed to be this glamorous event. So, OK, so here's one. There's a blackout. OK, this Great. happened in the Super Bowl. Everyone freaked out. They happened didn't know what show to do. Once, remember, that's right. Yeah, exactly. What do you do now? I gave you a flashlight. Uh for Christmas, uh, like a three three month like yes. Christmas gift. I don't. Yeah, you can load it that. today. It did not. Uh, it did not light. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! But it's also a bat and a knife. So, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> it does right. work. So, I don't know if that's going to uh, help you, but what do you do in a blackout situation? Blackout situation: chop up the set, make a campfire. Next, <laughs> okay, <laughs> perfect. All right. Next, there's a uh, a wardrobe malfunction. Uh-huh. Guillermo del Toro's uh, he's presenting and his junk is exposed and everybody sees it, but no one's saying a word about it. Okay. Grab some masking tape, make a little hat, put a little hat on his penis. Next. <laughs> okay, next. <laughs> uh, a protester comes on stage and gorilla glues themselves to Jamie Lee Curtis's dress. Urinate on them. Everyone, it's urinate on them as they walk by. Unless the <laughs> cause is worthy. But uh, yeah, I don't go for that gorilla glue thing. I, I, I don't know. I don't think that would be uh, welcomed at our at our Oscar show. Um, right. But I do think you could just throw a blanket over them, and that would be pretty okay. funny. All right, you have a spare blanket backstage. That's good. Okay. Um, your mother, famous for her cookies. By the way, she fed the Emmy audience um a few years ago. The Emmy uh, uh, nominees, rather, right? Right. Like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. She loves making cookies. She during the telecast feeds Brendan Fraser cookies so much that he starts gaining weight uncontrollably, and and it's noticeable. And what do you what do you do at that point? Well, I mean that that's basically what she did to me for my whole life. I mean, <laughs> so right. that one I have a lot of experience with. I think. Do you remember? This is a great story. My mother, uh, she was boasting about how you know her healthy foods, and you know none of her foods are healthy at all. But she's boasting about how healthy how these healthy meals that she gives my niece and nephew. And I was like, oh, well, what, what do you make them for breakfast? And she says, mm. oh, I make them a, I make them a protein shake. And I was like, oh, what's, what's in that shake? She goes, well, I get, uh, there's milk <laughs> and then I get fresh organic ice cream and um, chocolate syrup. I was like, that's not a protein shake. <laughs> That's an ice cream shake. She's like, yeah, but it's all healthy. It's all natural. I was like, no, it's not. It's all cream and sugar, and it's not healthy, and you're insane. 
<laughs> and so she stopped making it. She She's had to not change bringing the diet food, Though she did make um, hundreds of cookies for our 20th anniversary. Yeah, she did. Show she made sure to make them on our 19th anniversary. So they were um, they were good and crumbly <laughs> by the it. night of the show. Stop it. You remember on air, I accidentally dropped one and smashed into a million pieces. When's the last time you saw a cookie shatter? <laughs> that was it that was the last time the first and last i think you're right um all right one more what if a presenter comes out and pulls a dave damashek and actually lost the oscar they literally lost the trophy and don't have anything to present to the winner he did that famously with our fantasy league and has not right. replaced it but right. anyway well, I don't first really, we would do yeah. an x-ray to make sure the trophy wasn't inside them Okay, good. And then <laughs> right. I guess we take a trophy from one of the lesser categories, like, um, you know, best animated short or something. Hey, listen, <laughs> right. you're lucky to be here. Go home. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's fair. That really is fair. Shaq, you had a question for Jimmy about the slap. Well, yeah, the slap last year that I, I'm sure you've heard about. Uh, what is, would it be good ultimately if somebody came up and slapped you? Not as a bit, but was in the moment and angry, just like Will Smith was a year ago, came up and said, you'd be happy about that, I suspect. Can I tell you something? I don't think I would be happy about it. Hmm. But I was thinking about this. I was talking to my wife about this the other day. I feel like if Will Smith had come up on stage and slapped me, almost everyone would be on his side. This is what I t I said <laughs> this. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. right? <laughs> yes. And they oh, yeah, right. said that in a text. That's probably how it got into my <laughs> yeah. brain. But I watched the Chris Rock special and I started thinking like, yeah, I don't yeah. think I'd have this kind of um, groundswell of support. I think most people would be like, <laughs> yeah, he had it coming. I mean, you know, he's kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were to get slapped by anyone you know was going to be there, who would you want it to be? Now, you know how my reflexes and listen, I'm not a particularly athletic individual, <laughs> but I have the reflexes of, uh, a jungle cat. I mean, you know, right. you remember, I mean, I've demonstrated this on air a number of times. A frozen turkey was ill, just so poorly advisedly thrown right at mm -hmm. my head by my six foot five son while I was on stage in the middle of the monologue. And I dodged that thing like a dozen ninjas in a, in a cage. Weren't even looking at it. It's I like wasn't the Kobe even looking inbound. at it. Yeah. Just I unfazed, impressed myself yeah. with um, like when I opened the, ref the re freezer and uh, an ice cube comes popping out or something, but I'll catch I, it's incredible. And I just wish every mo ever, all of those moments were on tape. So um, <laughs> I don't really see myself getting hit. I don't think I would have leaned into it in the same way that, that Chris rock did. But yeah. if I did get hit, it would, I would probably want to get hit by uh, the oldest person there. So like James Hong or Jud Judd Hirsch. Okay. Or Judd perhaps, Hirsch is a good um, one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody, um, either the youngest or oldest person there, maybe a child. Yeah, actor. I don't what think Dame Judy Dench is there, but if she had the glove and smacked you, I don't. I think you could uh, walk it off pretty. Are easily, you right? suggesting though? Were you in Chris Rock's shoes that night? You would have like caught the the slap in your hand like an action hero and folded it back on him. <laughs> no, but I would have backed up. I see. Just yeah. would have yeah. like Ali. He had his hands behind him. I think. I don't think he was. Uh, I, mean, who, I wouldn't who have, have had my hands anyway. behind me. You know how paranoid I am on stage. Right. I'm like, because because Sal's there really is the reason why I'm paranoid on stage. If I hear like footsteps <laughs> or whatever, yeah, like, I have to tell. We have to tell the stage manager like, if you're gonna have unusual things happening where people are moving. You got to let me know because I'm you know I'm jumpy you know and and uh, it's mostly because Sal's there and 
you may notice like every time we do like a belly flop competition or whatever, yeah. I'm fully guarding my testicles because I know that there's a really good chance Sal's going to hit me there or do something to me <laughs> the way. Sounds this is a like bit our- where, where I, I have to bring everybody from in front of the studio on Hollywood Boulevard to the back of the studio where the pool is. And I par- I lead a parade of uh, belly floppers. And, and there's a lot of distractions here. And the yeah. crowd is like cheering and everything. And I figure I can get one nut shot. And I think I'm old for my last nine years with that. I don't yeah, think I'm I've pretty gotten well, close. I'm very on. I'm on the highest possible alert when you are in the building, not just on yeah. stage, really, even when I'm I love in the it. bathroom. I never really thought about it that way, but that's the glass half full view of Sal. Is it? He's our Deion Sanders. Like guys who are on Deion's team, the wide receivers, they're like, hey, going against Deion in practice all week prepared me. Nothing I faced on Sundays was as tough as Deion. Sal has prepared. You can't intimidate us now. We've been right. around Sal too much. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. And <laughs> I will tell you another thing. Um, uh, I don't know why this popped into my head, but when Sal and I lived together, when he first moved out here from New York, when uh, I convinced him to um, basically throw his law degree in the garbage and come <laughs> help me write comedy bits for the radio. <laughs> uh, Sal lived in my like kind of office or, you know, I wouldn't even call right. it a guest room because it's where I had my desk and all my stuff at my house. And uh, I was sitting at my computer working and uh sal was in the shower masturbating and oh, i learned you learn not to knock because it, the showers were endless but if you knocked you'd throw them off and it would just add another 11 minutes to the right to the shower so i'm sitting there and uh sal like comes in the room and he's in a towel you know he's got it around his waist and i just feel something against my back and i i i'm I, I don't know. It's an unusual. It's something I've never felt before, but I feel something pressing against my back and Sal in his towel around his waist is pressing his erection against the small of my back while I, I am, know, while I am working. Shaq, what's wrong with this? couldn't stop laughing. I mean, just <laughs> He almost lost consciousness. <laughs> Will you do me a favor? If Missy Elliott doesn't show up to present this year and you have to stretch and fill, will you tell that story on stage? Let's reenact it. Never mind tell the story. You know, I've been victimized by Sal's wiener as well. When I when we ordered pizza when we were watching the national championship game in your office, yeah. Jimmy, um, Sal, uh, I, uh, Sal didn't. Man show. Yeah. No, somebody, Sal didn't need his crusts. He was uh-huh. uh, he was doing one of his Oprah. That's Sal's version of a diet. Not eating right. the crust. Yes. Didn't eat the crust. <laughs> he also was wet using the uh, the talc. What was it called again? I never Gold remember. Bond. Gold bond. Gold bond. He was using yeah. that. That yeah. has that distinct smell to it. Yeah. And I was like, well, if you're not going to eat these crusts, I am. And I ate. I, I took a bite of one, and it tasted like gold bond. And I realized it had Sal's cock paw all over it because he kept oh, his feet down on. his pants. <laughs> Come on. I got That's a cock right. pod. Hey, Jimmy, I have a quick. Uh, you're you're We're master trying to of, find out about the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> OK, he's master of ceremonies. Let's see where he comes down on some important movie based questions. Goodfellas okay. or Godfather? Oh, Godfather. Star Wars yeah. trilogy or I mean, Indiana Jones great, trilogy. Great. What's that? Star Sorry. Wars trilogy or Indiana Jones trilogy. Originals, um, obviously. Star Wars. Batman or Iron Man? Oh, well, it depends on which Batman, which Batman you're talking about. Who wins in a fight? Oh, who wins in a fight? Well, Iron Man would crush Batman. You think so? Yeah, they're of similar intelligence, but his right. his, his uniform is much more powerful. Like Batman can, can't even fly. He has to throw a hook and, you know, and then use a, you know, 
grappling hook to climb things. I think that's right. UNLV basketball or Mets baseball? Not really a movie question. <laughs> UNLV, you made a no. documentary about the Mets, so that well, counts. You know, 90s, uh, 80s, 90s, UNLV. Now, um, Mets baseball. I mean, UNLV, you know, they started like 10 and 0 this year, and I was really yeah. imagining NCAA glory, and uh, they've, they've remedied that. By the Shaq way, is very proud. Shaq, you're, you're very proud of this uh, observation. I think it's it's simple. Like, what, what I, I get where you're coming from. Most sports, if you take the teams from the '90s versus the teams today, the team from 30 years ago would get crushed. But not right. college basketball. And you cite this UNLV team, but a great team. But also, they stuck around. They, they, especially that team, all seniors. It's still you, interesting. You if you put two NFL, if you put the '90, the the 49ers of 1989 against the I worst know, team in but the you NFL. Don't have get- anybody, nobody's a sophomore in college that's good playing anymore. They go right to the NBA. You know, they almost got Sean Kemp on that team. Sean Kemp almost signed <laughs> really? UNLV dur- yeah, at, <laughs> during those years. Wow. Let me continue wow, my be- quiz quickly. Moonlight or La La Land? <laughs> Stop uh, it already. Moonlight or La La Land? <laughs> La La Land. I like that one better. Chris Rock or Will Smith? Oh, well, I mean, Chris Rock, yeah. Apples or oranges? Mm. <laughs> I have to go with apples. This I is, know that's going to make He's a happy very day. busy, Shaq. He's I got 15 pages. He's Howard, got it. He's got Howard Stern or David Letterman. Oh, oh well, that, well, that. I won't. That I refuse to answer. He won't do that. <laughs> that's won't the do question that. so Howard asks me every single time. We have David <laughs> Letterman on, on uh, next Wednesday. On uh, a couple days after the Oscars. He's, on, he's oh, coming to the show. He's never been to the show in L.A. before. Wow. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You know who also, um, well, uh, also coming to L.A. tonight, Baby Doll, right? Baby, tonight. And, he got here yesterday. Uh, oh, he, was he here yesterday? He pops oh. up like a smoky ghost. Um, he popped up <laughs> in the gym this morning. He, uh, yes. And, oh, by the way, Baby Doll, you know, if you ever, like, you ever think, um, hang on one second. I got to blow my nose. It's going to be disgusting, so I'm going to mute myself. <laughs> yeah, okay, you guys talk amongst yourself for a second. Okay, so when I'm pressing his or my erection against his back, you know, who thought how he's going to react? I don't know if he's going to turn around or smack at it or or what he's going to do. Um, I'm back. Okay, you're back? Okay. Baby doll. You know, sometimes a lot of people's agents or managers or whatever the f*** he is. Managers. We don't want to start another strike here, Jimmy. He's a manager. Right. Yeah. Okay. A lot of them will... Um, Bullshit their clients, you know, and they'll, oh, you were great. You, you know, you were this, you were that, whatever. And I yeah. never really, I mean, I know baby doll does a certain amount of that, but I never put him in that category until this morning when Ooh. he came into the gym and um, told me I was ripped. <laughs> there were many words you could use to describe me. Ripped is is not is definitely not one of them. Maybe it means something different to him. And I mean, then he started talking drunk. about how strong yeah. I am, which I don't know how he would know that. Um, uh, <laughs> and my um, trainer, uh, it was very funny because I turned to look at my uh, my trainer who came to the house, and he was he's like, yeah, you know, yeah, he's getting stronger. <laughs> <laughs> So he tipped uh, the trainer. That's maybe great. was very full of this morning to maybe more well, than he's ever been. 
I love it. And I look forward to him. He famously sleeps at the, not, uh, the rehearsals, uh, not, not just during your monologue, during a regular Jimmy Kimmel Live episode, but he'll, I have a picture of him and his daughter sleeping and, and a huge disaster area around them with popcorn and chips and stuff on the floor. Yeah. So uh, I look he, forward to that. He woke up at four o'clock this morning, so he's definitely going to be sleeping. At oh, rehearsal. good. Good. He's yeah. always on East Coast time. Yeah. Hey, before we let you go, um, not having anything to do with the Oscars, Chris Stefano is going to be on next week. Is yeah. hosting tonight at, uh, on Vice TV, 10 p.m. Eastern, Super Maximum Retro Show. You are producing this. It's based on a Twitter account. I think all of our favorite Twitter accounts. It's the best uh, Twitter su- account, Super 70 really Sports. Is. Yeah. Run but by Ricky Cobb. Yes. It's and not Chris, necessarily uh, a sports show, although that is a part of it. You know, there's wrestling from the 80s and old mm-hmm. baseball players and that kind of thing. But it's about everything from these. It, the idea of the show is uh, educating young people on all the crazy things that went unchecked during the 80s. And so there are, you know, these crazy commercials and music and music videos and, uh, you know, every uh, what you name it, celebrities and the shit they were up to. And Chris is yeah. super funny, as I'm sure you know. So, really uh, funny. Really Shaq, good you're going to lose your mind over the show. It's, it's a lot of yeah, fun. It's a, a fun, fun show. It's uh, I have to say it, it came out as good as I hoped it, it would. Excellent. Very exciting. Uh, 95th Academy Awards this Sunday. Thank you for inviting me. I will be in the audience. And, you know, listen, I'm going to ask around people sitting beside me and what they think, which jokes are working, which aren't. I could text you during the show and hopefully I can be helpful in that. All respect, I ask know? is that at some point in the broadcast, you stand yeah. up and press your erection into the small <laughs> of the back of a nominated actor. That's okay. All. Is that all Dick right. Clark or Sal's wiener? We don't know who's tapping us <laughs> from behind. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really the Clark. Right. Yeah, and do me a favor, Jimmy. Pull a Joe Namath and guarantee the highest rated Oscars of all time. Ooh. Do that. Do that right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I may. I might guarantee the lowest, but I'm not going to guarantee the highest. Right. <laughs> Stop it, baby. Stop it. You're ripped. Uh, all right, Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> again this Sunday. The Academy Awards. Good luck to you, Jimmy. I'm fudge rippled, is what I am. Uh, thank you, guys. Um, it's wonderful as always. And now I'm going All to continue right. sitting here at my desk. Okay, good. Thanks. Bye. Good times. Maybe Chris right, Rock could go. slap Jimmy. Then, then it would be yeah. paying it forward in perpetuity. Could Jimmy beat up every late night host? Rip Jimmy Kimmel. Could he beat up uh, you Colbert? Say, you won't let him go. Now he can't press Johnny uh, Carson. Room. He would make quick work of even in Carson's prime. I think would Johnny Carson no had like a black belt or something, and said, didn't he? Really? Uh, or was that just a, uh, in a skit that I'm remembering? Uh, Jimmy, <laughs> you're still here. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, Arsenio. Not magic, though. It stops with magic. You're right. No, no. Jesus and Mero might give you a run for your money. Oh, yeah. I get beat up by (laughs) Jesus and Mero and Kelly Clarkson. I mean, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) And Joy Behar. Yeah, it's a tough. It's a tough (laughs) list. All right, Jimmy. We're going to let you go. Now I'm actually going to uh, continue sitting here at my desk. Okay. Should I press leave or are we going to have one of those post? Uh, yeah, no, no, you could, you could leave now. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm All right. Thanks, Jim. now, And then I'm going to press right. leave again. Goodbye. Okay. There we go. He's left. He, he did just leave. Did it. Boy, that's such an embarrassing story with the, right? You could see how someone would be embarrassed, yeah. uh, Martin, after that <laughs> yeah. the, the erection. I was about to say, they say hosting <laughs> the Oscars is one of the most thankless jobs in Hollywood. And I didn't really necessarily yeah. believe it until about 365 right. days ago. But, yeah. uh, I'm curious, which is more thankless, being friends with you two jerks or hosting the Oscars? Because it seems like it'd be absurd. 
What? Which being friends with us? Both, honestly. But yeah, I mean, based off the way that you the way that you guys all acted as as as, as young oh. up and comers. Through, oh, uh, you Hollywood. It. It, it's it's uh, like swingers, but real life. And one of them is Jimmy Kimmel instead of Vince Vaughn. You would have loved it, Martin. Those band show days with the with the I mean, they would tailgate in the parking lot. Forget it. It's spectacular. Spectacular times. Uh, listen, let's take another quick break. Then we'll talk what and NBA, NCAA, and then we'll get the hell out of here. All right. Uh, quick NBA note. Uh, obviously, we'll be talking a lot of NBA in the uh, following weeks. LeBron said in a tweet that his uh, son, uh, Bronny James, is better than some of the NBA talent he was watching on television. Uh, <laughs> Martin, what does this mean? Why is he doing this? I mean, it can't be true. It means that LeBron uh, was off the vino last night. That's what it means. That's <laughs> okay. what it means. LeBron, LeBron all- is checked out for the season. At this point, that walking boot is not coming off. That's what he was twisting. He was spinning in the little wine in his cup, drinking it and uh, tasting the notes. Cause that's what that, uh, cause look, as, as the only person on this podcast, I feel like who can say they both seen LeBron James senior and junior play. Mm-hmm. This is not true. The, the fact, the wild thing is it was incredibly true of LeBron James senior when he was a senior in high school, but just not true. Right. LeBron. Yeah, what I mean, what NBA talent is he watching? I'd love for him to name names at this point, Shaq. I mean, the Magic were I, playing last night, but it's not that bad. I don't know about Bronny James. <laughs> I do think it's weird that LeBron, it, it's bizarre that some figures are held to one standard and others are held to just a wildly there. LeBron, what's he ever done wrong? The announcement was poorly handled when he said, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Okay, it was called the, the China. Decision. The China remarks. What'd you say? It was the decision. The decision. Not the I called it. Whatever. Whatever. I, what I said. I don't remember what I said. But anyway, announcement. Yeah. The announcement. Whatever. And uh, that and his problematic China remarks. Whatever. But for the most, this guy's been in our lives for twenty some years. Has never done. Has never run anything close to being like, oh my god, what the hell kind of behavior is that? And yet, I feel like his cue. No, not Q rating. Popularity is about like what? 50%. Like it feels like half of basketball fans don't like LeBron. I don't get it. He's a delight. He's a nice dad. This is a nice thing. Of course, that's a nice thing to say about your son. That's the end of that story. That's what I All said. Right. Which right? is not true. LeVar okay. Baldwin said that his sons were better than Steph Curry. That also wasn't true. But yeah, I mean, that's true. I don't care if he's lying about his kids. My, my dad lies about me all the time. Yeah, I'm not that way. I'm not delusional. I think Harrison's now, uh, I think he was a top third um, uh, baseball player in his league, and I think he slipped. I don't know what it is. We got him this new bat. He's <laughs> um, taking pitches he should swing at, and uh, and now he's like mid-range bottom third, and I'll, I'll tell him as much. I'll have a press conference, too. <laughs> uh, so that's that. You that seems be, unnecessary, but okay. <laughs> of course. Well, you're talking to a guy who put his erection against his cousin's back to thank him for opening up his office to him um, 3,000 <laughs> miles away. Shaq, the conference tourneys are set up. Uh, Florida State, Georgia Tech, the winner plays Pitt. I heard you talking with Tate about this, and now you've come around on the idea that Pitt might need to beat the winner of this game. You say I can't disparage my teams. I, I find that just whole path. No, but you'll, you'll, still, be, you'll still be proud of them no matter what. You'll still be proud of these 27-year-olds that are playing for pay. That's, that's a difference. <laughs> I, that was a, it, was a, it was a very fun season. That, that much is for sure. But 
okay. by the measure that I have already laid out. Yes, if you're playing yeah. well for two months or whatever in the run up to the tournament, then you should get in. They lose mm-hmm. three straight, including bad loss last week to a bum Notre Dame team. And then if they lose to one of the bum uh, Georgia Tech or Florida State teams, and then mm-hmm. I think you can make a case that they're not. But our guy, Lenardi, you know, who I've disparaged in the past now says <laughs> that they're in. He says they're in. They're not I on know the he bubble, said that. So that's right. Fine. Not even for the first four buys they made. I, so what you say? so I is he full my... of it then or now? Oh, well, yeah, I'd exactly, like him. Shaq, well, you got to come. My standard is that they, they need to beat a bum team that, you know, show that you haven't completely gone off the rails here, Pitt. Beat some um, some cruddy ACC bottom feeder team and, you know, and then don't get blown out by Duke. And I think they're safely into that. All right, journey. let me see. I have them in blue. I don't know if you could see. I have Oregon. Oregon's out there in red. Utah State is at, I don't know if you could do it. So what, what, a, what a waste of time. <laughs> I'm 51 years old and I'm putting in hours and hours. I could be spending um spending uh lambasting my son for being an average uh little league player and instead i'm i'm putting these together it's really dumb maybe really, soul jolliman is on to something maybe we're two sports obsessed Wait. is that Who's true trying harder, Sal? Yeah. you filling out your uh your college <laughs> basketball prep or harrison in baseball <laughs> it's very close it's very close and it'd be one thing if it led to anything not that he's going to be a major league baseball player but it's not like i could use this information and ever make money off of it because i don't it's the opposite <laughs> it's, it's all over the computer and you're still you're doing right. it by hand on a piece of paper <laughs> i know it's dumb also dumb speaking of not making money now i don't want to this to sound like sour grapes but an odds provider we used to work with has a prop up there and i, I just i have to call it out because it's so predatory it really is and i won't mention names but martin you could bet on this uh particular app up you could parlay the final four teams now what's what's the problem with this martin as you see it making Uh, a parlay of the final four teams making a parlay of the final four teams i mean just think about how many people when you fill out a bracket get the final four teams right like the chances are infinitesimal. And okay, then also- but at least when they're filling out a bracket, they have what information that is. Oh, you're uh, saying you can uh, bet essential. this now? Yes, it's crazy. You know who's in the bracket. You know who's in the yes. tournament. Yes, exactly. That's ridiculous. I looked this up. So if you have Xavier and Purdue in the same parlay and then they're in the same bracket, which makes it impossible for them to meet in the final four, you don't get your money back. You lose. Shameful, right, Check. Got to call it out. I don't get on my soapbox much, but that's uh, that's pretty. So ugly. you have to somehow predict what region yeah, you your, your team what is going to land yeah. in. That's ridiculous. And by the way, there, it's, it's not like they added odds. It's not like they juiced up odds for you because of the uncertainty. No, the odds are kind of what they would be anyway, like to, for a team to make the final four. So uh, shameful, Sheck. I don't like it uh, one bit. It's um, a ridiculous. I talk about there is a big C. Marty and I have debated this before. I like a fun bet. And that means you have a 1% chance of winning it. That makes it mm-hmm. fun. If it's 0%, it ceases to be fun. This is, this no. is a 0%. How would you ever be able to Get divide your co- the, the regions? That's ridiculous. Yeah, even if you were Joe Lenardi, you couldn't figure this out, right? Of course at this not. Point. Um, all right. Uh, baby face, it's still up there, right? I know it's still up there. Harry's going to do it. Harry's still, he's like, oh, Harry probably has 11 it. parlays in. I know. Yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> um, hey, I did want to hit uh, Eddie Spaghetti and uh, Mikey Meatballs. We, we t- talked about this, this Connor McDavid thing and how he's heads and shoulders above whoever's second. We, we got good discussion out of this last 
week. Um, who in their given sport is heads and shoulders, most heads and shoulders above whoever's in second? Boy, did I botch that. You know what I'm saying anyway. Connor McDavid, much better than the second best hockey player. And you look at that across sports and it's compelling. I said Shohei Otani. Uh, I, I figured out Spaghetti and I are arguing. And then I'm like, well, this isn't even a discussion because he, uh, a text in, he, he admits, he's like, ah, the pitching thing lost its luster with me. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, we can't even, <laughs> we can't even have a discussion at this point about Otani, but meatballs. I'm wondering if we forgot somebody and it came to light again this weekend, John Jones, my God, he goes in there and destroys Cyril Ghosn. Um, you want to change your mind? I mean, he's as dominant as you could be in a sport from when he's not taking sobriety tests on the side of the road for about a decade now. Right, Meatballs? If you're including UFC, he's probably, I mean, I still think McDavid is probably number one, but he. Well, not now, though. What? Not, but not, right right now, we mean, right? Oh, McDavid, I'm sorry. I, I thought you said McGregor. I, for some reason, I'm confusing Connor McDavid and Connor McGregor. I got you. All right, so you have McDavid one. And you have uh, John Jones too, but he's in the equation, Spaghetti. I, I, I know you're. Uh, did you see that fight? I I was invited over um, to meatball. This is the happiest I've ever seen Mikey Meatballs in his life. It's him watching John Bone Jones uh, win a <laughs> fight. He won a, a crap ton of money. So good for you, Meatballs. But he yeah, called he's, it. He's slowly he trying he to get me into him. the UFC. I mean, I I did put it in the rundown for a minus three. I know me and Dave aren't the biggest UFC guys, but the um, you know taking three years off. Like I don't even know what. John Jones did for those three years, like sat in his couch, yeah. like eight. And then this guy, Seal Gons, built like an NFL lineman. He is a monster. And in less than like the, the first round had time, like it was, they took longer to take the tape off his toes than like the right. fight, the fight lasted. It was, it was absurd just watching that live. Um, I, I would say, yeah, I mean, I mean, his only loss was due to disqualification. I would say that John Jones definitely is in the conversation is best, but uh, like the, the, the stat I just put in our chat here, I mean, McDavid's on pace for 157 points this year. It's the most ever by a person not named Gretzky or Lemieux. It'd be the 14th mm. highest point total of all time. We're just in an era where we're not seeing that. And I, again, I, I know what you're saying about Otani, but Otani would no, have to be, you don't like the pitching. He, he would have to care. be the best statistical pitcher and batter for him to be better than McDavid. That's but what then I'm I say McDavid would have to be a decent goalie, by the right. I, I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think you're you're. Uh, but he's neither the, the best hitter or one. he's never no, the, he's the it, best hitter or pitcher. So like him just doing both to me doesn't equal McDavid is the best offensive player. Otani has but, to be one of those. I think actually, besides John Jones in team sports, Mahomes would have my number two spot based on I how think like the Jay, roster is. Here, maybe I'd put it like this. Jamie Foxx is the greatest entertainer we know right now because he sings and he's funny and he's a great actor, but he's not the best actor. Morgan Freeman's a better actor, right? Check. Am I on the right? Am I looking at this the right way? You are. But I, the reason that McDavid, because, uh, you know, Hench was jumping in. We had a group text over the weekend yeah. going back and forth. Got chippy about <laughs> <laughs> it's the best kind of a subject because people still get upset, even though no one can be proven correct or wrong. Right, and yet right, right. People still get angry on the text chain. But anyhow, um, McDavid, you could put him onto any team in the, you could put him on the <clears throat> Columbus blue jackets and he would be the best player in the league. I don't think you could do that with Mahomes. Mahomes wouldn't make what? the Patrick Mahomes would not. If you dropped him onto the worst roster would not, um, 
turn that team around know. into being a Super Bowl contender. He wouldn't. They, you, you think if you would have, who was yes, the worst team in yes, the NFL no, last no, no, no. year? Yes, yes, I do. I do. Hmm. I want. I want. To I don't stop, think you could say that, that after this depression. year. Yes, if Patrick Mahomes yeah. is the number one overall pick right now, and Houston Texans took him, or Chicago Bears took him, they would hmm. be at least they would at least be in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, Sky Moore. I don't know about that. Valdez Scantling. Uh, like these are not giant. If you you would have said that before, did you know, right after Tyreek Hill left. Like, okay, let's see. Let's. I kind of think that proved what Martin. Okay, said so now. let's take my yeah. team. If you put Patrick Mahomes <clears throat> on the Pittsburgh Steelers in twenty twenty, welcome to the like AFC they, Championship. They go like twelve and five, thirteen and four, and are the oh, yeah. team to beat. I I don't yes. see it yeah. that way. <laughs> yes. well, why does everyone want Aaron Rodgers, a lesser version of Patrick Mahomes? Why is Martin Weiss? Crying I think it makes you better. I don't think it makes you. I don't. I don't think it is worth four or five NFL victories in sure any given is. season. That's really? four or five. Okay, how many yeah. games would the Chiefs win if Mahomes got hurt? Yeah, go do it the other way. Just, just off the well, just off face. I know that it makes sense that you would be able to make that adjust, but but it wouldn't work that way. Patrick Mahomes, to some degree, depends on Andy Reid, just like the the um, the Maybe. reverse is true. I I think these football situations are are dependent, and it's not a knock on Mahomes because Montana mm-hmm. had had Walsh and Bradshaw had Noel and, 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 you know, Staubach had, uh, you know, you, you, you get the, the list I'm going yeah, through. You see, here. Dave, I accounted for that when I said at least the second round of the playoffs, because with Andy Reid, he either is winning the Super Bowl or losing in the AFC championship game in overtime. Justin Spaghetti. Fields was good last yeah. year. If you put Patrick Mahomes on the Bears, that team now is like a ten and seven team and a playoff team, even in the bum yeah. NFC. I don't in the think NFC, so. where the Seattle yeah, Seahawks so. made the playoffs, where the 49ers started three different quarterbacks through the regular season, and where the two seed, yeah. not behind that offensive line and the lack of weapons around him. I, I mean, I I don't think you're going to be able to turn me around on this one. I don't think you just I mean, magically sprinkle fifteen line in when, there when, when they lost to the Bucks in the Super Bowl. He had a bad, the most suspect offensive line and. It, Bit him in yes in the actual Super Bowl game, but uh, Spaghetti's about to put this argument to rest. Go ahead, Spaghetti. What would, what are you going to ask? Well, just saying, what happens if Mahomes played for the Chargers? Oh, that's Shaq's kryptonite. Shaq's favorite team. That, that's the reason that's why right. you hate Mahomes, right? Because you're the you're a deep <laughs> it is, it is part fan. of it. No, it I think that's a great. I think that's a great comparison. If Mahomes were on these Chargers last year, I think that would have been worth a game or two games, maybe mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. in the standings. No, but I, I, if you traded, I mean, that, then you're talking, it's circumstantial. Then do the chiefs get Herbert? Because then I think it would be fairly close. Maybe the chargers would get him by a game I mean, or they've won so. the division every year. He's been, it's hard to argue otherwise. It's a tough division. He's won it like with, with or without Tyree kill. I don't know. All right, listen, we got to go. My mind is boggled. I'm not I know, knocking back to Mahomes. I feel, like I, I feel I, like I had a, I was a half dozen carton of eggs. And it's like, this is yeah. your brain on Dave. And all the eggs are just in the frying pan sizzling right now. Like, you what, broke what the egg, Shaq. Good job. Good job by you. I mean, Otani uh, could be on the worst team, and you would still call him the best player in baseball, though, right? Well, I th- it's more of an individual at, at this point. Yes. That's, that, that, to me, I'm looking at it from an individual perspective with that. All right, listen. The big thing is, uh, Babyface, what, what, go ahead. Do you have an idea with this? No, I just, I, I, your uh, penis story uh, with yes. your cousin was the craziest thing on this pod until the last five minutes. When Dave uh, is bringing up this the home <laughs> okay. slander, I just want to point that yeah, out. Yeah, Shaq, bring this up in the beginning, not the end. I mean, because now we can't, how are we going to leave? You know, 
It's like the 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 big wins at the end of the season. Well, listen, count MVP votes, as we've made clear, we don't necessarily buy that it, they're announcing who the best player is. But for the record, Aaron Rodgers won two in a row. Um, it's not like Patrick Mahomes by our percent, our collective um, eyeballs stood out as the best quarterback in the NFL the last five years. He's in the conversation. He probably is the best. But two straight years, we said it was old man Aaron Rodgers. I know and we were wrong. We're wrong about a lot of things. We trusted the science, the NFL science. Until the playoffs uh, got here, Sal, and then Aaron Rodgers wasn't, and Mahomes was. <laughs> oh, Martin, I, please, what is happening, Martin? Get control of him. You guys are cuckoo. in an NFL area. I'm at a loss for words. Like, well, what are you talking about? I didn't say yeah, he's, he's not the best. Games. He's the best, but the idea that he's that – he's, vastly superior to the second best quarterback, I think is, is an overreach. But I think he's worth four games. He's worth no. four games. Against who? Like who? <laughs> he versus, would take the versus, Bears to seven wins. Four games is seven, right? Bro, three. If you put be Patrick, seven and ten. Yeah. I'm sorry. He's so I didn't mean to cut you off. But if you put no, Patrick right. Mahomes on any team in the NFC South, they are now second or oh. third favorites to go to the Super Bowl. No, no, no. Let's no? stay with let's stay with what oh, we already my saw. God. Patrick Mahomes on the Houston Texans, you contend would have been a playoff team with him. The Chicago Bears would have been a playoff team with Patrick Mahomes under center or in the shotgun. Yeah. I, I, yes. just, I don't think that's true. I mean, I, hold on. Patrick Mahomes wouldn't have done better with the Bears than Geno Smith did with the Seahawks. Like, why? You're talking a playoff team? Of course they would have made it. I think it's more dependent. Uh, I mean, but by the way, Otani, what's the, the most interesting thing to me about the entire conversation, because it was <laughs> leaning more into Otani v. McDavid when it started, that mm-hmm. they, they're the two best players in their respective sports and both struggle to ever get into the playoffs. It's really weird that you can have the best player and still not do that. Now, Mahomes might be the best player in the league. I I, I do not accept. I reject the notion okay. that he would have made the Chicago Bears playoff relevant in 2022. But I, I, Spaghetti, admit, Connor McDavid sucks on the Bears. There's no, no way around. They it. would lose <laughs> the NFC North for sure. With McDavid right. a quarterback, Sal, they'd be terrible. He got no points, no points at all. Uh, by the way, uh, meatballs. You uh, the fact that Spaghetti isn't a big uh, UFC fan is uh talk about Monbot. That mind is bot- weird. Like, Keep working on that, uh, meatballs. You got to get him uh, in there. He'll, he'll be loving this uh, in a month. Now, all right, I got to go. I have a big time uh, comedian waiting on uh, the return of Laugh Lines. Today, all it's right. me and Megan Connolly and Mario Bosco. We're going hot out of the gate. Mario Bosco <laughs> is the guest. We'll be talking about all things Oscars in New York and playing Cammy over under. You got minus three with Sheck. He had Tate Frazier on. He had Bald Brian on. Uh, Thursday's episode, he's going to have Kevin Hench on. Good times there. That's it. Yep. You said it all. Getting you right and, uh, for all things March. That's what we're doing. Yes. And Corolla promoted uh, Mr. Lister. I know. <laughs> that was, uh, it's an inside joke, but it was fun. <laughs> You're like, no, Mr. Lister. But anyway, he he fixed it. Uh, lemon pepper parlay, Martin. You and Gunnels. I like I'm gonna it. Be, I'm going to be you mad You and Gunnels go after each other. I know. You know what? I'm going to bring this up, actually. I know lemon pepper parlay is supposed to be basketball. <laughs> But I'm mad about this now. We're going to have He's 10 gonna minutes talking Dave. about Patrick Mahomes over every other quarterback in the NFL for the first 10 minutes of Lemon Pepper Parlay. That's Gunners a will agree with Dave, right? 
He'll have oh, to. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> there you go. All what right, was Megan my good question sports. for him? Ask him that one, too. What was it? Trade away Patrick Mahomes in exchange for an NBA team? Is that what it was? Would Gunnels do that? Oh, yeah. I can't yeah, ask him yeah, back to so, back now he, because you, you already tainted the Patrick. You're, 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 you're showing your hand, Dave. I see I'm not being disrespectful. From. He's the best play. He's going to go down as one of the at worst. He's going to go down as the second best quarterback of the Super Bowl era. I'm not disparaging him. It's a based on the flow of the game. He's one of 11 out there. The more, All the right. fewer guys out there with him, the more relevant the one star is going to be. It's the way. Yes. Ask Donald's Batman or Iron Man. We, we have to know his answer on this. All right, <laughs> That's going to do it. I want a reminder. Remind everyone out there you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. See you Thursday.